Amen, Emmanuel. You probably picked up on a theme tonight, right? Jesus, uh, if you didn't know this, Jesus is not far off. He's not far off, but he is here with us. Uh, once again, I'm so grateful you joined us tonight. Uh, Christmas Eve is always so fun. If you didn't recognize the girl in the uh, green dress, that's our daughter, Christina. We don't have her here very often, so it's fun to have her here. Always an honor whenever Pastor Almeida asks me to sing a little bit. We're just grateful that you chose to spend this night with us, because I know there's a lot of churches you could go to on Christmas Eve. So thanks for being here. We're going to be done here in like 15 minutes, but I want to take a moment to speak to you. Uh, if you were here, by the way, my name's John. I see some of you I have not met. So uh, my name's John. I'd love to shake your hand in the uh, lobby on your way out uh, if you'd like. Anyway, if you were here uh, this last Sunday or you happened to catch it online, we spent the whole message talking about that word that you've heard a lot tonight, Emmanuel, and how Jesus is God and he's with us. We talked about how we all have differing things that interest us and things that make us go when it comes to our everyday life. Things, you know, that we, the bookmarks we have on our websites or the things we look at on social media or whatever. If you are not a regular attender, I'll just like give you a, a tiny thumbnail of it. Uh, I'll tell you, we found a way to talk about uh, Meghan Markle and whichever prince it is that she married. I already forgot which one it is. <laughs> and also we found a way to talk about Barry Sanders. So that's the kind of church it is if you want to come hang out. Point is uh, that there is one thing that every single one of us has in common. Now that's a pretty bold statement. I know. And it might even sound impossible, but I'm not talking about uh, royal weddings or sports or music or politics or the weather or anything like that. I'm not talking about any of that stuff or anything that we tend to get in endless mostly pointless arguments about. I'm talking about how every single one of us at the core of our being, every human being, we want to know that we are not alone. We want to know that we are not alone, that in the ups and downs of this life, someone is going to come through for us. And as I've thought and reflected and prayed about uh, what to talk about tonight, in the few minutes that I have before we take communion. How to kind of complete the sentence that we started last week. Put the exclamation point on it. This one thought that kept coming back to me that I believe some of us in here need to know. I believe that God brought some of you here to this room tonight at 6.47 p.m. to know this. For the first time, for the millionth time, just as a gentle reminder, if you already know, but it's this, I believe each of you need to know tonight that God will come through for you. You need to know God will come through for you. You know, there's nothing quite like the feeling of having a promise be broken. We've all surely had a promise be broken. We've all probably been promise breakers, if we're honest. But it's still a pretty jarring feeling when you realize it's actually happened. I have this vivid memory of uh, one of the first times when I was on my own, on my own, I was in college. My first time flying back to Seattle, I went to school at this place called Northwest, it's called Northwest University now. It was called Northwest College then. And I had, it was my first year there, and I had come down here for uh, a holiday, and I flew back up there to uh, Northwest. And it, if you've flown into uh, SeaTac, SeaTac, the airport is pretty far away from Kirkland where school was, right? It's, you can't just walk there. 
It's freeways and big city and stuff. So uh, I flew back there, and my roommate, Tim, I won't tell you his last name. I don't think you look him up anyway. He's actually a good guy. But my roommate, Tim, he was supposed to come pick me up. And this is 1998, I think. So we don't all, we don't all carry cell phones, right? I, we don't, didn't even all have iPads or laptops, and you can't just open up a device and call people until you find someone. Back in the day, this, for some of you younger people, this might be a surprise to you, but what you had to do was, like, find this thing called a payphone and put a quarter in it. And then if you did put a quarter in it, you had to know which number to dial because you didn't carry around a thing that had all the numbers in it. I didn't, know, I didn't know Tim's number. I didn't know anybody's number. This was, I mean, I was 500 miles away from home, and he never showed up. So I'm standing out there on the curb, you know, hand in pocket, probably listening to my uh, CD player at the time, my disc man, I'm guessing. And uh, I was standing there waiting for him, and it's Jetta, and he never showed up. I got no cell phone. I, have, I don't even know, even if I could walk to the word Northwest, I don't even know which way to go. So I wander out to, uh, some of you uh, people have probably experienced this. I wander out to the curb, and there's like a, uh, a public transportation area. And they do have a phone where you can call, and it's got numbers for like taxis and uh, buses, and most of the buses weren't running for some reason. And so I'm like, well, I might as well call a taxi. I've never taken a taxi in my life, but okay. So I pick up the phone, and I just start, uh, you know, punching numbers until I finally start talking to a person. And I'm just going to order a taxi, hope I have enough money to cover it. I'm not sure exactly what my plan was, but I knew I didn't want to be stuck at the airport. And uh, I'm talking on the phone about to, and I hear this voice, hey, 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 do you need a ride? I said, I do need a ride. And he said, how much is that taxi going to charge you? I was like, I'm not sure yet. I think 50 bucks. The guy says, well, I have a limo. I'll take you. I was like, I, I don't think... No, I think I'll just take the taxi. It's like, no, I'll do it for less than $50. I'll do it for $45. I was like, okay. I hung up. Let's get in the limo, right? So I literally got in a limo, and I rode the limo to Northwest. People thought, probably thought I was something I was not. Pulled into the campus in a limo, hopped out, gave the guys $45, got to talk to them about the Lord on the way there. It's my first time that I really remember when I was out on my own, a broken promise. But we need to know this Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2022, that it is not in God's character to break his promise to us. What is the promise? I keep talking about this promise. What is that promise that God has made? Well, it's contained in that word. That word that we keep saying and that word that we keep singing. That's why we sang that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, the first part of that word, it means with us. It literally means with us. Um, you see a couple different spellings of it. I think we have it coming up on the screen there. But Emmanuel, the first part, means with us. Um, if you ever see it with an I, that's the Hebrew spelling they use in the Old Testament. And the E is the Greek spelling. They use that in the New Testament. And the L at the end, that means God. You've heard the term Elohim. So Emmanuel means, the word literally means God with us. You see, just before Jesus was born, the gospel writer, one of the apostles, Matthew, he remembered this promise that had been made by God himself hundreds of years before. We talked about this last week, how it had been written down in Isaiah hundreds of years before. We actually saw the scripture I'm about to read to you at the beginning of the video that just played. But I want you to hear it once more. This is uh, Matthew 123. I'm reading to you tonight out of the New Living Translation. 
Matthew 1.23 says this. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And you might be here tonight, you might be thinking, hey, I'm here at church on Christmas. I've heard this story before. That's what we're here to do, right? We read the Christmas story. We read the scripture from Isaiah, and that's what we do. But I ask you tonight, what if it's true? What if it's true? There's many in this place I know, because I know them pretty well, that would say, beyond the shadow of a doubt, they know it is true, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. But if you're on the fence, or maybe you come all the time, and you're on the fence in your heart, but on the outside, you never tell anybody. What if God made a promise to us thousands of years ago that he would be with us? And then he went ahead and he kept that promise. And what if that promise could change your life? Many of you were here yesterday. We celebrated the homegoing of our friend Patrick Cross. He would love to see this room tonight full of us worshiping on Christmas Eve. We're going to miss him so dearly. And in Pastor Tim's message during the memorial, we heard about this wonderful, life-changing grace of Jesus that radically changed decades of Patrick's life. You see, what Patrick realized is that it's not about being good, but allowing the living God to change you from the inside out. And when you realize that, that it's not about being good, but allowing God to change you, then the way we go about life completely changes. See what Patrick knew and what God wants you to know tonight is that God will come through for you. Let's read about it really quickly tonight. Uh, just before we take communion, Luke chapters 1 and 2, I'm just going to read you uh, some bits and pieces of these really uh, famous scriptures. First, uh, Luke 126 through 38. It says this. I'm reading to you again out of the New Living Translation tonight. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. For the purposes of that word that we started with tonight, we keep see, saying and singing Emmanuel. And in the context of the promise that God has made, it's really critical we see uh, what verse 35 says, right? So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called 
the Son of God. It's not just any baby, but it's the second half of the word, Emmanuel, the Son of God. The last scripture we're going to read tonight, Luke 2, 8 through 20. And it says this. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. It's a really popular scripture we always read at Christmas, but the one thing I want you to see is in verse 9. That is that the radiance of God's glory came. The angels came from heaven. The light shined just like in that first video we watched. And it directed them to the answer to that question. Remember, we talked about this question that we've all been asking since the beginning of time. Is there anyone with me? You see, the radiance of God's glory, the end of that passage, it led them to the flesh and blood Son of God lying there in a manger. The first half of the word, Emmanuel. The Son of God on earth and with us. And the reason we sang that mashup of a song earlier of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and that song we've sang at church before, Reckless Love, is because the result of the promise made to us is that in your life there is no shadow that he can't light up with his glorious grace. Friends, if you walked into this place tonight and you're like, I'm going to check my church box, I'm going to go to church once a year, I feel like they're going to find me out if I'm there, that I'm a terrible person. I feel like they're going to find out that I'm a sinner. Friends, there is no shadow of my heart and of your heart that he won't light up with his glorious grace. You see, God's promise to us, when he promises God with us, is that there is no dark corner of our heart that's too dark or too far for him. And the wonderful thing about God is he shines this light not to condemn, but to forgive. We're getting ready to take communion here in a moment. My wife's going to get ready to come join me. But I believe that God is speaking to some of us tonight. And he's asking us. God is asking you tonight. He's saying, what if it's true? What if it's true that he was God and he came? Would you dare to believe it? Would you dare to live like the Son of God is walking with you? You see, friends, the truth of Christmas is that Jesus came to walk with us day by day. 
all sorts of scripture about it, but just one verse I love, John 1, 12, to all who believe in him and accept him, he gives the right to become children of God. When you accept Christ, place your hope in him, he gives you the right to become a child of God. And we accept God's grace simply by asking him to forgive us of our sins, by believing in our hearts in Jesus. And we invite that blinding light, that same light that shined upon the shepherds, we invite that blinding light of God's grace into our lives. We're inviting him to shine into the shadows of our past and our fear, and he truly becomes God with us. So we're gonna prepare to take communion together tonight. And the way we'll do it, uh, my wife's gonna come join me down here, and uh, she'll come to the front. And you will come to the front just as you see fit. I would ask that all you want to take communion come up, and we will serve you. You'll return to your seat, and we'll all take it together. And as Pastor Almeida leads us in this simple chorus, if you're here tonight, and you're like, man, this is more than I bargained for, and your heart is pounding because God is speaking to you, I'm not going to call you out, but I encourage you, whisper a prayer to him in this moment as we sing and we come to the front and we receive communion. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. Ask Jesus to walk with you. Come and take communion and dare to believe that he is not far away. So I'm here to tell you tonight, friends, it's true. He's with us. He's God with us. Would you join us down front? Come get communion, and uh, we're going to sing for a moment.